Hello and welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast, where we desire to see a world transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ. If you have a story to share about how God is working in your life, you can send a message to info at mycrossroads.co. Now, let's get our hearts and minds ready for a powerful message from God's Word. Well, good morning, family. Um, Pastor Lowell wanted me to let you know that um, he was hanging out at the beach uh, relaxing. That's not true. Um, he is at the beach. He is at Fort Caswell um, heading up, um, assisting and leading a, a large youth event for our conference. And so he's been there all weekend um, speaking and um, been kind of following on Facebook what's been going on. It's been pretty powerful. And so um, for those of you who have been praying for him, thank you. And uh, he just wanted me to let you know that he was praying for you and, uh, and missed being here, and, uh, but appreciated the opportunity he has um, as our senior pastor that we were willing to allow him the opportunity to go and, and serve in other capacities and uh, move beyond these walls and, and do the things that he, that he loves to do. And, and I thank you for the opportunity to be up here and, and share and fill in in his absence. Um, I appreciate um, your prayers and your, your grace. I wanted to, um, first of all, preface uh, what I'm going to say today by letting you know that in no way, shape, or form is this message intended to um, be a, a subliminal message to, um, to the wives in the audience that, um, that it's time to remodel anything in your house. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, this is also not an excuse for the husbands to... Um, to plan um, to build a man cave, um, for the ladies to build a she shed, any of that stuff. That's not what this message is about, okay? Um, but I do, uh, do want to talk to you a little bit about um, some remodeling and, and an event that happened um, to me a few weeks ago. I want to start off by saying that, that I have a love-hate relationship with um, the, the TV channel uh, HGTV. Um, there are moments that I'm convinced that it's of the devil, um, and then there are moments that I find myself um, at peace um, and, and watching and enjoying watching some of the, like Chip and Joanne and some of the other, other shows. HGTV is actually the only reason that we have cable in our house. Uh, we, ha we didn't have cable for a long time. Uh, my, we had it and my wife was, uh, watched HGTV all the time and we eventually got rid of cable and my wife missed HGTV, so that was something that she wanted. So for Christmas, I actually got cable for the sole purpose. When I called the cable company, they were like, what channels do you watch? And I was like, HGTV. Like, that's really the only channel. Can I just purchase that channel? And it, and it wasn't an option. So, um, so we got HG, HGTV and for, uh, for my wife, and she enjoys watching um, all of these uh, shows like, um, you know, well, all the different shows. But I remember when we first got married early on, before there was really even this HGTV buzz, there was this, uh, there was this show called Flip This House or something. It was about a real estate guy out of South Carolina, and it was kind of the only show of, it, of its kind at the time, and he would go in and buy these houses and flip them. And, and I remember watching, finding myself interested in, in the show, but thinking, man, what a weird show. Like, who would have ever come up with the idea of like, having some kind of reality TV where you go around and just film these people buying houses and flipping them, and now it's become uh, quite a phenomenon. So the downside to HGTV is that while my wife enjoys watching it, and I'm thankful that she enjoys watching it, it does um, produce and provoke in her a lot of great ideas, and, and so a lot of those ideas get vocalized, and, and more often than not, a lot of those ideas get played out 
in my own house. And so a few years ago, my wife approaches me, and we bought our house. Uh, the kitchen was relatively dated in the house, um, but I, I didn't, I mean, it's just a kitchen, right? Like, I'm, remember, I'm the guy that could live in a tiny house in the middle of the woods. I'm going, it's got everything I need. It's got countertops, it's got cabinets, it's got appliances. Um, but I remember when we bought the house, my wife's biggest complaint was that the kitchen was dated and was like, yeah, eventually I want to update the kitchen. And like every husband, I look at her and go, yeah, eventually we'll do that with no intention of doing that whatsoever, right? Like, I'm just going, yeah, sure, whatever, honey, you know? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So... So, like most husbands, I was wrong, right? You know, so, um, and I remember a few years ago, my wife comes to me and, and starts to begin to pitch this idea of how we're going to remodel the kitchen and how we're going to start off, you know, by, and it's going to be a process, right? And, you know, we're going to start off by changing a few things um, here and there and so on. So, a few weeks ago, I was um, sitting in my kitchen. Um, my kids were upstairs getting ready. I don't remember where uh, Katie was. And I was sitting kind of in the kitchen. The sun was setting, and I was looking kind of out of our breath, breakfast nook as the sun was setting and listening to some music. And I, I turned, and I was kind of looking at the kitchen, and it occurred to me just how much our kitchen has evolved over the years that we've owned that house. And in fact, I, I couldn't help but, but think as I was looking at it, I could barely even remember what it looked like when we bought the house that it had changed that much and I and I was thinking about how beautiful it was and how amazing it was and just what a great job my wife has done I mean she gets credit for it I mean there's I I would have not changed anything and so all of the all of the changes that we made and also I forgot to preface this those are clean dishes not dirty dishes um, in the strainer um, and Obviously, that's not a stage picture because my wife would have never let me take a picture with uh, dirty dishes, uh, or dishes, I'm sorry, in the sink. Um, but I had already taken the picture and posted it on Facebook before she had a chance to uh, review the picture. Um, but So this is a picture of our kitchen, and I was sitting, I'm sitting at the table. You can see kind of the sun setting in the background, and I'm looking, and I'm, and I'm going, I don't remember really even what it looked like before. I can remember, you know, some, some things and I started thinking about my own spiritual journey. And I started thinking about how I can barely remember when God really started working on my heart, really, really started working on my heart 20-some years ago. I, I can barely remember what I look like. And I don't, I don't fully remember what my spiritual evolution has been, right? And, I, and I'm thankful for that. I don't remember... Um, some of the some of the some of my old ways and stuff like that, but but I remember that there's a lot of similarities between us remodeling the kitchen and and the process that that was and my own spiritual journey. And I even posted that picture on Facebook and I, I made a comment about that and I, I I gave my wife credit for what she's done, how beautiful our home is, and how she's worked really really hard to make it a home. And, and to create this beautiful space for us to live in and to raise our family in and for us to, to grow as a family and believers. And, and I've spent many a evening sitting at that table reading and writing messages and doing things like that and, and how thankful I am for, for that remodeling and that process, not only in our house, but I begin to think about how thankful I am for how God has remodeled and has flipped this house and so I kind of want to share with you some thoughts of that, 
of that journey um, that may, may resonate with you. First and foremost, I, I want to acknowledge that, um, again, that, that for most of my spiritual journey, just like the, the uh, evolution or the involvement of my house, I resisted most of the changes, right? Like I, and they were, they were perfectly good excuses and perfectly logical reasons not to make that transition. But when I'm on the backside of it and I look back, I realize how needed it was or what a blessing it was. So for Katie and I, this, this started off by just recognizing that the appliances when we bought the house were the original appliances and they were somewhat outdated. And so my wife comes to me and pitches the idea of, hey, it's Christmas and you and I are always asking each other, what should we give each other for Christmas? She said, so what if we gave each other new appliances? <laughs> That's not what I want for Christmas, but... <laughs> It was a good pitch. It was a good sale. I mean, and how do you say no to that, right? Because she's basically said, hey, this is what I want for Christmas. So if you say no, you're basically denying her what she wants for Christmas. But at the same time, the only way you can really do that is to go, sure, that's what I want for Christmas too, right? And so, so we, I, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll buy all new appliances. And so we go out and we... We go and we, we buy like the whole stainless steel package, refrigerator, stove, microwave, and dishwasher, right? And we have to come in and, you know, out with the old and in with the new and install. And it never is simple, right? Because, you know, nothing fits perfectly. You got to drill new holes for the plugs and you got to, the, the plumbing doesn't match exactly. So you got to change out fittings and all this other stuff. But once it was done, we had these really nice, beautiful stainless steel appliances. And they were, the dishwasher was significantly quieter than the dishwasher we had before. The microwave was much better. The stovetop was a flat top. And it was a lot of nice things that really did make my life more convenient in the process. And I, can begin to, I begin to think about that, and I begin to think about how the Bible is really this collection of stories, if you will, of, of these people that kind of begin to evolve, right? Like you think about that Abraham didn't just all of a sudden get a new name, right? Joseph didn't just wake up one day and he was the ruler. Moses didn't just wake up one day and lead his people Right? And you could go on with King David, and, and throughout Scripture we see that, that God starts these people on a journey, and for most of them he drags them into this journey kicking and screaming. And I thought about the appliances and how I thought about for me it started with just this realization of who God was and how powerful his word was. And I thought about how the appliances represented me taking that first step and beginning to apply God's word to my life. And I thought about in Psalms 1 where it says, Blesses the man who, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor or sits in the seat of scoffers, but he delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And so it started with me, my spiritual journey started with me beginning to read Scripture and, and reading God's Word and, and understanding God's Word and applying God's Word to my life. And when I began to do that, um, it began to radically change my life. So we had these appliances, and 
Then Katie comes and says, hey, I want to make some additional changes in the kitchen. And the first thing I want to do, if the picture can come back up there, you can't really, you would never know it. But I know that there's a, there was a half wall um, kind of where this, if you look on the far right-hand side where that glass globe is hanging down, that actually used to be a wall right there. Um, and that wall blocked our view of our living room. And so we actually, when we bought the house, had to put a mirror so that we could to see into the living room, to see uh, the kids in the living room, or to see the TV while you were in the kitchen, you actually had to look into her mirror and look at the reflection in there. And so Katie's like, hey, I want to come and I want to knock out this wall. And the first thing that goes to my mind is, oh my gosh, do you have any idea what, how much of a pain it can be to knock out a wall? We have no idea what's inside that wall. And it's just like every flip this house story. You go to cut into the wall and realize, oh, there's wiring in there that you need, right? And you just can't just cut through. You've got to reroute this wiring and stuff like that. So it wasn't just a simple process of tearing out a wall. But man, once we opened up that wall... It opened up the entire living space. And I began to think about how oftentimes when we first come, or part of our spiritual journey is not just reading God's Word, not just applying God's Word, but recognizing that we have walls that hinder us from, from living the full life that God has for us. And the only way that really we're going to be able to step into those, those lives, the lives He's calling us to, is to begin to remove some of the walls that separate us from Him and separate us from the life that He's calling us to. And I thought about I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I was talking about guilt and I was talking about shame and I remember um, in early on in my journey somebody reminding me that guilt, um, the guilt of my sin is a God-given tool. Guilt reminds me that my behavior, my actions, the way that I'm living is wrong and that guilt drives me towards repentance, right? A turning away. Guilt reminds me, hey, this is not God's best for you. You should turn away from that. But shame is a wall that the enemy uses. Shame, guilt says this is what you did. Shame begins to try to tell us this is who we are. And shame creates this wall that separates us from God. And so God, as I was thinking about the removal of that wall and how it opened up this living space, God reminded me that, that guilt can be a powerful tool to, to lead us to repentance. But shame is not of God. It is a tool used by the enemy to resurrect walls, to, to keep us in prison because it tells us this is who we are, not what we did. So we remove that wall and I think, okay, we're done. And then my wife comes to me a bit later and says, hey, you know what we really should do is we should add some, we should change the countertops. We've got these old Formica countertops that are starting to peel and crack. And, you know, we've got that one little corner that when you walk by, if you hit it just right, it's got that long strip that kind of peels away. And, you know, I've tried gluing it back several times and it won't stay and everything. And she's going, let's put some counter or some granite countertops in there. They're much, they're much better. They're much more durable. You can lay hot plates down on top of it. You know, you don't have to worry about burning the countertop. And so she, she explains to me why granite countertops are going to be the, the way to go. And so 
We bring in somebody to start doing granite countertops, and I, I realize what a challenge that is because we've got this, this funky shape to our countertops, and they have to come in and take all these digital measurements, and it's a complex process, and you can't just change the countertop. While you got the countertop, you might as well go ahead and change the sink, too, because we, we wanted a, different, a deeper sink and all this other stuff, and all that's got to be measured and cut precisely. So we get these, these countertops, and then all of a sudden I realize how amazing these countertops are. Like I, I pull a hot pan out or I take something off of, off of the new stove that I've got and I don't have to, like, I'm not standing there with one hand and trying to stand on one foot with doing this to grab something to stick underneath there or whatever. I can just pick this thing up and set it right over there. Right? I can, the countertops are just so much more durable. They look better. They're nice. We were actually able to put a bar top in where we had cut out that wall, um, which, you know, made a great little eating place for the kids. And, and it was just, it was amazing transformation. And it was, it was absolutely durable and, and the right thing to do. And so I started thinking about how, I started thinking about in um, Psalms 40, I'm sorry, Psalms 18. Um, the Lord is my solid rock, my fortress, my rescuer. The, that my God is my rock. I take refuge in him. He is my shield, my salvation, my strength, my safe place. And I was thinking about how durable and safe and enduring these countertops are. And I was thinking about how as I, as I begin to apply God's word and grow spiritually and remove those barricades, the Lord begins, and remove those walls, the Lord begins to remind me that, that I'm standing on solid ground, right? That I'm, that I'm firm, that he, I can trust him, that he's durable, he's enduring. And so we put in these countertops, and I'm like, man, we have arrived. And then my wife comes and goes, hey, you know the linoleum in the kitchen just looks terrible nobody uses linoleum anymore and you know it's starting to peel and there's dents in it and you know we've done that thing where you know you've dropped something and it cuts into it because we have kids and kids tear up everything right and so you know their kids have cut holes and stuff because they've dropped these toys and they've gouged in there and I've glued and patched and done about everything I can do and so she's like you know we need to put new flooring down and that's a process, right? Because you've got to rip up all the old flooring and then you've got to put some subflooring down to level everything and a vapor barrier and then you've got to come and put the new flooring down and you got to... And I, I did not do that. I paid somebody to do that because I almost bought into the idea of, oh yeah, it all snaps together. It's fine. It's easy. But I had a buddy of mine that's like, that's a lie. I don't do that. Pay somebody that knows how to do that. It does snap together, but it's not easy. It's going to go from a three-day project to a professional to about a three-week project from you. And I was like, I'll just pay somebody to do it. So... Um, guy comes in and puts new flooring because our old flooring was stained it was damaged and it was worn and I thought about Psalms 40 and how he lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and mire and he set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand and we put in this engineered flooring that's you know like scratch resistant and super durable and it's like you know supposed to be you know the one of the best floors that you can put in for households that have kids that drag stuff and drop stuff and scratch stuff and the flooring has been extremely durable it's pretty easy to clean you know when the kids drop stuff every once in a while it might put something but they make these little crayons that you can color right over and now you can't see it and it looks beautiful and it's great and I thought about how Again, the, the Lord has just transformed the path on which I stand.
So we get the new flooring, and I'm like, wow, we have arrived. And then my wife comes to me and says, hey, you know, we've got more kids now, and we've got this round table, but we've redone this area, and we don't have enough room for everybody to sit. So some, some of us are having to sit at the table, and the others are having to sit at the bar, and I know you like for us to have these family meals, so we just need to replace the kitchen table in the, in the breakfast nook area and get a square table that's big enough for our whole family to sit. That actually wasn't a very complicated process. We just went and bought it and put it in place. We had some arguments over where it was going to sit because, you know, it doesn't match perfectly with the light that hangs down. I'll get to that in a minute. And uh, so, um, so we put this new table in there, and now all of our family can sit together and eat together and... You know, we can play cards together, and when we have company over while we're cooking, there's a place for them to sit, and it's, it's made this great space. And I, I thought about the biblical principle of breaking bread together, and I thought about the Last Supper, and I thought about the disciples, and I thought about how different their lives were because of their relationship with Christ that these this group of people from all different walks of life are now coming together and they've they've formed this deep brotherhood and and they've built these deep enduring relationships that they never would have had apart from the relationship that they had with Christ and even after his death in John, in John 21 when Jesus appears to his disciples again he finds many of them together and I thought about the relationship I have with many of you and how different uh, my life is and, and how much better and more enriched it is because of the relationship that I have with my brothers and sisters in Christ and the community and the communion and the fellowship that we've developed. And I was excited because we had this new table and we had arrived. And then my wife comes to me and says, hey, I don't like the cabinets. Um, I'm going to, during my summer break, I'm going to strip and repaint the cabinets. And I thought, you go. <laughs> right? <clears throat> didn't occur to me that I was going to take them all apart and put them out in the garage for and flip them at night when, while they're drying. And it was, it was a process. It took us about a week to do it. My wife was amazing. She did a ton of research and figured out how to do it. And we, she did it all. She stripped all the old primer and paint and everything and the, the seal off of them and everything and repainted them. And we put them back together and they looked beautiful. And I thought about God's relentless pursuit of my heart and stripping away layer after layer after layer. And I thought about Isaiah 43 where he says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. That he is renewing me and, and removing all of all the baggage and the scars and everything that I have collected and built over the years. And that he is washing me clean in the blood of the Lamb and making me new. So we put our cabinets together and I look at my cabinets and we have arrived. And a few months ago my wife comes to me and goes, I don't like the lighting in the kitchen. We need to remodel, redo the lighting. So we spend the next few Days looking through, going to Lowe's, going to Home Depot, shopping online, finding new lighting, and my wife buys new lighting, and 
we get this new lighting to put up. You can only only see one of them. There's there's one above the kitchen and one above uh, one above the dining room table the, or the kitchen table as well. And I was reminded of how God opens my eyes to new truth and how I'm growing and evolving as a believer and and that with each passing year I, I see him in a deeper, newer way. And I thought about John 20 when Jesus presents himself to Thomas and how he invites Thomas to see the scars and to touch them and it says that he said to Thomas put your finger here see my hands reach out your hand and put them on my side stop doubting and believe and how God invites me to see him in a deeper newer level and that despite my doubts despite my fears despite my insecurities that that he gives me new eyes and new and a fresh light and a fresh anointing to see him And so as I thought about that, it occurred to me that I haven't arrived. I want to invite the band to come up, and I want to close with a few thoughts. Like I said in the beginning, when my wife began to present the idea of remodeling the kitchen, I resisted the change. And if I'm honest with myself, God invites me on a daily basis to step into the freedom and the glory that he has for me. And oftentimes I resist that change because the reality is I know that it comes at a cost. That I have to die to myself daily in order to be transformed into his likeness. I'm thankful that my wife was persistent in changing and remodeling our kitchen. She understood the potential cost, but she also could see the potential. See, God knew the great cost that he would have to pay for you and I. But he also knew your potential a lot of thought and care and love went into you King David says for you were created you created my innermost beings you knitted me together in my mother's womb and I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful I know them full well my frame was not hidden from you when you made me in the secret place, I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, God. How vast is some of them. If I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. I'd like to invite the prayer team to come up as well. I want to close with one thing that you can't see in that picture. When they were putting the molding back together along the top of the cabinet, there were two pieces that didn't come together and it created a gap. I know it's there. I can see it. 
And for the longest time, it bothered Katie and I. But over time, we began to overlook it. And it just didn't distract us and detract from the beauty that we created in that space. And I was reminded of Paul when he talks about the thorn that's in his side and God reminds him that his grace is sufficient. See, the truth is, is I'm a work in progress. I'm no more completed than, than the space in which I'm living in. That God is still working in me and through me and on me. That while his grace is sufficient, he reminds me to fix my eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of my faith. That he who began a great work in me will carry it to completion. That we are being transformed into his image, ever increasing glory. I'm going to do something today I don't normally do, but I have felt all week just burdened to give someone in this room an opportunity to receive Christ for the first time. So I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you feel so compelled to do so today, I would love for you to raise your hand. You don't have to. I'm not going to call you out. But I really feel like that there is somebody in this room that God has been telling you for days, weeks, maybe months that He desires to remodel you. That He desires to transform you and take you from glory to glory. And if that's you today, I, I invite you in this moment to, to take that opportunity. It starts by just hearing His Word and applying His truth to your life and, and believing that He is a good and faithful God, that His Word says, I knew the plans I have for you to bless you and prosper you and not to harm you. So Father God, we thank you for your grace and we recognize that it is sufficient. Lord, we know that you paid the ultimate price for our forgiveness. That you tore down every wall that exists between you and I. That you split the veil so that we could see you for who you are. And that we could be in the presence of your glory every day. That we didn't have to offer any more sacrifice. That you had offered Christ as the one and all holy lamb of God for the forgiveness of our sins. And so Lord, we receive that gift today in the holy name of Jesus Christ who paid that price and gives that gift freely. And Lord, as we close in a time of worship, the prayer team's up here, I encourage you to invite anyone in this room this morning who needs prayer to come forward to remind them that, that there is power in us praying for one another. And if that's you this morning, the altar is open. And we look forward to hearing the testimonies of how God is transforming our lives.
pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Crossroads Church Podcast. If you would like to listen to past Crossroads Church Podcast, you can go to mycrossroads.co slash podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.